Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. And if you've been able to join us this week, you know, we're making our way through the first part of St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the great hymn. It's at the beginning of its uh, commentary here in the Bible. I'm using the uh, Ignatius Catholic Study Bible. Describes it this way, it's a panoramic view of salvation that stretches from the past, the election of God's people, to the present, the adoption, and to the future, the full recapitulation. That's a big, giant word. Christ is going to make all things new. He's going to bring a new heaven. He's going to bring a new earth. It's a new creation. It's a new life. It's a new humanity. All of that. And you see the role of the Father who chooses us, the Son who redeems us, and the Holy Spirit who seals us. And all of this we access through the gospel and through his grace and baptism. Forgiveness, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit and the grace of God was lavishly poured upon us. What a beautiful vision of reality. And one of the reasons I I wanted to just read through this first chapter, or first part of the first chapter of Ephesians, is to help us understand how critically important it is to come into a vibrant life as a Christian, to overcome dullness and boredom, or even something worse like self-condemnation and the kind of heaviness and darkness and a sort of drudgery. I got to just keep dragging myself along until I, you know, finally die and then it's all going to happen. No, the the way you live a vibrant Christian life is to come into in an ever increasing way to a living knowledge of the Lord, abiding in Him. And what that means in part is abiding in his story, what he's accomplished for us, not only confessing that we know that he died for us, that he ascended into heaven, that he's at the right hand of the Father, and that he gave the Holy Spirit, but we know the full implications of what that means for us. We come into an understanding of of acquiring a fresh new spiritual way of thinking about ourselves. And part of that is to see the glory that we've been given the glorious reality of what Jesus has done for each and every one of us and how that's working its way in us and through us for our own salvation, the salvation of others. And so so I believe I left off yesterday, chapter one of Ephesians, uh, verse seven is kind of where I, close to where I left off anyway. It's, in him we have redemption through his blood, that is, we were bought out of sin, through his precious blood, the offering of his act of love to the Father, the forgiveness of our trespasses, he took away our sin. That is worth a retreat in itself. Just to meditate on, he took away my sin. He took it away forever. Even though I, for some reason, try to hang on to it, beat myself up with it, the devil tries to keep it right on the screen, right in front of me, not to let it go. He's whispering in my ear, Whatever it is, the, the, the temptations we face, he's taken it fully. And he's not regurgitating. He's, he's not ruminating over it all the time and shaking his head and thinking, man, I can't believe you did that, Peter. I can't believe, you know, that's not where the Lord's at. That's not what it's about. His grace, according, this happened according, the scripture says here, to the, to the riches of his grace, which was lavished upon us. Lavish grace. Verse 9, for he has made known to us in all wisdom and insight the mystery of his will, 
according to his purpose. So God has a specific purpose that can't be stopped. And he never wavers in his purpose. It's his will. And that purpose comes to us and it's set forth in Christ is what this passage says. It was launched. It was made possible. He led it. He made it happen. That all that is in him is what the Father wants to bring to us. And this is a plan, verse 10, a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Heaven and earth are coming together, came together in the incarnation of Jesus and the ultimate destiny of the earth. Though we're going to receive a new heaven and a new earth, the old is going to pass away. The fallen dimensions of this world is going to pass away. Peter says it's going to be burned up. And the Lord, when he he descends from heaven, is not only coming to judge the living and the dead, but he's coming to bring to the, the ultimate plan of the Father is a new heaven and a new earth. And at the very core of that new heaven and new earth, at the heart of it, the soul of it is a marriage, the marriage between Christ and his people, between human beings and God in the person of Jesus Christ. The Father is preparing a bride for his son. And we are part of that reality. And that's going to be the place, that's going to be the experience and in which we Every, every longing and desire that we have, you know, longing for fascination, longing to be loved, longing, uh, whatever, all the deep longings of the human heart that we seek in this world to have become satisfied, you know, to be fulfilled in this earth. And they can't be by the earth because it's fallen. They can, you know, it's, it's, it's like fool's gold. You know, we run after it. People don't have to give their whole lives to something here on earth, you know, like a, a particular business or a goal, a sports goal or pursuit of money or pursuit of fame. All these different idols that are present before us, they do give a measure of satisfaction or recognition or power or whatever it is that human beings are looking for. But it's never enough. It can't fulfill. It absolutely can't because it's a fallen world. It's not the world of the kingdom. It's not the kingdom of God. And we're drawn into the kingdom of God and we go deeper. And as, as that moment comes to the marriage feast of the lamb, ultimately every single desire that the father has given to us will reach its fulfillment. The deepest longings will be satisfied and will be complete, complete. Why? Because this is what we were made for. Verse 11, in him, according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things, in him, in Jesus Christ, and the Father who accomplishes all things through Christ, and according to the counsel of his will, we who first hoped in Christ have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. So according to the counsel of God the Father, the plan is planned from all ages, which he accomplishes through his Son Jesus, makes it possible for us, we, here Paul is saying, we who first hoped in Christ, so that's the apostles and the first believers and those he's writing to, they've come to faith, even though he's in, you know, in writing, I think he's in prison, uh, others are being mar- martyred, persecuted, trying to make their way, small little bands of Christian believers in a big giant pagan empire, 
they're a threat, as small as they are, they're a threat to the empire. And yet, Paul is saying to them, God's counsel from all eternity was to accomplish in Jesus this deed, this miracle, this wonder of recreating the human race, bringing us from death to life, making us a new creation, allowing us, giving us a capacity to participate in the new life that's in Jesus. And in verse 12, he said, we who first hoped in Christ. So our hope is set, our, the confident expectation of the fulfillment of all that we're hearing here that God has done in us and what's promised in it. God is not a man that he should lie. God speaks the truth and God's plan is revealed here about our destiny. So we who first hoped in Christ, and now you could say about yourself, you're one who hopes in Christ if you're a believer and a follower. And those who hope in Christ have been destined. So that's another term that's good to have awakened in your own life about yourself. A great confidence, I'm a person of destiny. I have a great destiny, a spectacular destiny, a breathtaking destiny, and a purpose that's connected to that destiny. And I can see my destiny as I see Christ. My destiny is revealed in him. Where he is is where I'm going. Who he is is what I'm going to become, participating. Like St. Peter would say, we become partakers of the divine nature. We're not going to become God ourselves, but we are going to be united to him in such a way that we partake of his very life in a way that's just total in our experience. It's going to be absolutely transforming. So it's worth thinking about your ultimate destiny on a regular basis. Wise people do it. Well, the Psalms say, you know, think of your death and you'll gain wisdom. What does that mean? That life is, you'll know life is short. We're here today and we're gone tomorrow. But we know, we don't just say, well, death is there. We, we, we're certainly aware of that. We want to be conscious of the fact that if we don't die in the Lord, we'll be eternally separated from him and be tormented in hell forever. That's a reality that we ought to think about on occasion. But mostly, we ought to see we're destined and appointed to, to live with him forever. And Paul says here, destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. And that begins here. What am I destined for? Even now, how is that destiny expressed? My entire life is an offering of praise to God. An offer of thanksgiving to God. God, I love you. God, I thank you. Father, you are my Father. Lord Jesus, you are my Lord. I thank you. I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for the reality of what's unfolding in me, that and that I'm your beloved and that I've, I've been chosen by you. And this cho- being chosen is a real thing. And the unfolding of the kingdom in my life and my participation in the historic work of the kingdom on the planet is real. I'm already connected. The kingdom of God is one kingdom. We're united. The kingdom of God, first of all, is the king. It's Christ himself. And it's the way of life of the people who are gathered around the Father and the Son in the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's the kingdom on earth. There's a kingdom in heaven. There's brothers and sisters who are in purgatory who are being purified for entering fullness into it. We're already united. 
Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is among you. It's a kingdom that cannot be shaken. It's a, now people can be shaken. People who've been baptized can decide to fall into compromise. They can be caught up in the fears and the terrors of the world in such a way that their life is dominated by fear. And they're not really set on. Their eyes are not lifted up. Their hearts are not fully lifted up. And drawing on the graces that enable us to be able to walk this out, what Paul's talking about here, that you, Peter Herbeck, you, whoever else is listening, are destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. So the most meaningful life on earth is a life that's aware of this, living in the grace of the Holy Spirit, and understanding whatever we do, our rising and our laying our head down at night, you know, rising in the morning, laying our head down at night, in our sleep, in our actions, and our meals, and our exercise, and our work, and and our praise, and how we relate to people, all of it, our life becomes an offering. Our marriage, our family, everything is an offering to God, a thank offering. And of course, it's perfected for us at the Eucharist. You know, Eucharist means thanksgiving. And that's where the whole body of Christ, the whole people of God are gathered, except those you know, separated brethren are not gathered in the same way. But what's what's happening there is this body of people who are destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory are touching heaven, the open heaven that's at that Eucharistic table, and we're saying yes to the offering of Jesus Christ. We're being fed by him, and we're being renewed by him to live out this vocation. God bless you, friends. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.